Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast where we review your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and interview any creators about their ongoing and upcoming Kickstarter campaigns. Let's just jump right into it. Today, we're going to be talking to a friend of the podcast who's been on here a couple of times already, and we're going to be talking about the current Kickstarter campaign for The Illusion Witch Book 2. Ruben Romero, how are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Greg, thanks hey. for having me on. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. It's always good to have you back on the on the show. Yes, sir. So what's up with you? What, um, how you been? I've been good, man. You know, just, just working hard, grinding it out, um, writing comics, making comics, uh, stressing over Kickstarter and, you know, just your regular everyday life of a creator. You know, I think we talked about my son last time I was on. So, you know, he's almost three now. That's always a challenge, right? To figure out like what they're, what they're doing, how they're growing, um, what they know, what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always fun, uh, for me. Uh, but yeah, man, other than that, just, you know, working the old nine to five, just trying to make this comic book, uh, dream a reality. And you guys remember Ruben from the last episode we had him on was, uh, talking about Scream. One and two. So we still need to get you back for um, Scream 3 and 4. 3 and 4. 3 and 4. And then, God, I'm so hyped and jazzed for 5, man. I mean, everything that I'm reading and just listening to, like, the actors talk about the the new film, uh, you know, they're talking about how it's going to feel, you know, familiar, but it's going to be brand new. And I'm just really excited to see how they honor Wes Craven and what they do to reinvigorate and uh and maybe create a new branch for this franchise man i'm just i'm so excited i'm just hoping that it stays long enough to where i get my 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 credits and i earn my stripes and and i'm able to maybe jump on the writing team for uh for a scream show or, or movie one day that would be that would be fantastic like i said we're going to be talking about the the kickstarter campaign for the illusion witch 2 mm-hmm. or book 2 but for anyone who doesn't know what the illusion which is what would be your your i guess your little um what am i trying to say here the elevator pitch for it or elevator pitch my recap um so <clears throat> the illusion which is uh at its core is a story about an illusionist a real world illusionist famous world renowned so think like somebody like david blaine or david copperfield back in the day um <clears throat> who is at the top of her game uh, who gets pulled into a world that she's never heard of. It's a, it's a far off world called Sarai. Um, think, you know, Middle Earth or, or something like that, you know, or, you know, the, the world in the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, um, or even where uh, like Hogwarts and Harry Potter, all of that stuff takes place. It's just like this, um, you know, cut off place where magic uh, exists. And there is a whole biome there. There's a whole, you know, world that people live in and, uh, go every day, day to day, uh, and it's in trouble. Um, it's 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 being taken over by a maniacal wraith, a three-headed wraith called uh, uh, lovingly called the Three, right? Um, and uh, basically, this this wraith is not only trying to take over Sarai, but he is aware that this isn't you know that Sarai isn't the only world out there. So he's he's power hungry. He's he's looking to to not only uh, put Sarai under his thumb, but but put any other world that he can under his thumb um, and and grow ever more powerful. And uh, Adia Locke, who is our illusionist, uh, is, you know, on Earth doing her thing. And one day she just gets recruited into this this mission to stop the three. Um, and it's a funny thing with with Adia because, you know, she's not all around a good person. Um, you know, throughout her life, she's experienced some trauma that has caused her to become distant and disconnected from humanity. Uh, and she pretty much only cares about making money and, and being on stage and, uh, and ignoring the, uh, the trauma that she's gone through. So it's, it's changed her as a person, as we know, when we experience certain things like loss or, or, or go through something traumatic, um, that PTSD can, can really affect how we, how we, function as as a human being um so the things that you know she's gone through like the loss of her father um and the loss of her son have changed her so she doesn't very much care about anything um except herself and and being able to maintain her lifestyle so it's kind of ironic that she is put in a place where she has to come save a world and people that she doesn't really um she doesn't really know 
or have any connection to. So at its core, it, it's, it explores deep human issues like trauma and loss, uh, but it's wrapped up in, in, a, in a fantasy adventure. I got to say, I like the, the artwork on this. It's yeah. Awesome. It's so vibrant. <laughs> Who's your um, artist for this book? Uh, so I'm, I'm really blessed, man. I've got a really great team. Uh, so first and foremost, you guys talked about the art. So I'll go, I'll, I'll start with him. Uh, Andrea Erico is based out of Italy. Um, he's, uh, he's a good girl artist. Uh, the term is, uh, used a lot in, um, in comic books. It's usually to draw those, uh, it usually refers to just those, uh, sexy pinup kind of style art that Zenoscope is really popular for, uh, in terms of their covers. So they, you know, he's, he's done some work for Zenoscope. Uh, he's done some work for Behemoth on Hotline Miami. And, uh, and this is actually going to be his, uh, first, uh, published, uh, stateside ongoing series. Um, so, so he's, uh, so I was very fortunate able to find him. Um, and then, um, Greg, you know, brought up a great word, vibrant. It's a word that I use a lot when I talk to my art team, um, when it comes to just how I want the colors to look and feel and pop off the page. And I was able to find somebody um, who, who really gets that and understands the world and the dichotomy between uh, the real world and Sarai and how those two things differ. Uh, although they might look similar, there are, you know, there are, you know, subtle differences. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man, PH, uh, PH Gomez, he likes to go by PH, um, is just a beast, man. I mean, uh, he's out of Brazil, a uh, hungry young kid, uh, always working, always looking to make things, you know, look and feel better or, or, or better than what they, they, they might be on the page. And, you know, he's just, he's just a really talented guy. So, you know, luckily with the art team colors and lines, um, I found two people who not only get this project and understand it, but they, they, they kind of respect, uh, or do respect and admire my tenacity and my, and just my overall love for this story. Uh, and they, they work hard to match it. Um, so it, it might not be as personal for them, you know, cause there are reasons why I wrote this book and, 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 you know, things that I put into this book that, that come from a personal place. Um, and they may not be able to have experienced those things with me, but they understand how important they are to me. Um, and, and they put every ounce of that care and love and tenacity, uh, back into the book. Uh, so I'm, I'm really lucky when it comes to the art and, uh, and colors. I wanted to ask you about some of your processes here. Do you outline the the script ahead of time? Do you work with your team with that, or how how does that does that just work organically? Yeah, I think you know, for the most part, the script I play close to the chest, right? Like I I kind of just write that and and get that done first um, in terms of like what I'm thinking. Uh, of course you know, pre-script, I'm outlining, I'm, I'm, I'm writing story beats and things that I want to make sure that I hit in the issue, seeds I want to plant for later issues, things I want to do that four or five issues down the line, you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> that's what that was in issue one or issue two. Um, so, you know, those, those are the kinds of things I kind of, you know, outline. And then uh, I will take the script and uh, give it to my editor, in this case, Chris Walk, um, and then uncredited Casey Bowker, which is uh, also somebody who you guys are familiar with. Uh, those guys are my sounding board. Um, and then as of late with the Illusion Witch, I've included another person in that process, which is Dave Lentz, who is my letterer on the book. And he's the book designer. He's the one that puts everything together, uh, the credits pages, letters on the book, all that good stuff. Um, and because he's just a wealth of knowledge and he's become a very intricate par part of my process. Uh, and, uh, and together we kind of say, okay, yeah, this script works on all facets or like, Hey Ruben, you should tighten this up. Or how about you save this for next time? Or, Hey, you know, what I noticed is if you write this panel from the opposite direction, we'll be able to get a better view when, when Andrea starts to write it, so on and so forth. And then, so once all of that is tightened up, um, then I'll go ahead and start working with Andrea and Andrea's really good, man. He draws these really loose, but, uh, very specific, um, kind of outlines uh, and storyboards, uh, so to speak, for the page. Uh, and we'll agree on that. And then he'll get to work on on, on pencils and inks. Uh, and then from there, I just feed it to, to PH. And, uh, and PH is very well aware that I trust him. So I don't give a lot of nitpicks in terms of, or a lot of direction uh, when it comes to the colors in the beginning. You know, I just tell him, do your thing. I trust you. Uh, if there are certain things that I need to be a certain color, uh, or something I want to highlight on the page, I'll make sure like, Hey, 
like this is what I want this to be. Um, but other than that, I, I give a lot of free reign. Uh, even last night we were going over this. I was going over the script with Andrea and we were talking about these two specific um, story story points in the in the book where in terms of art, there's there's not a lot of dialogue, but there's a lot of just movement. And, you know, we talked about how we're going to get that done. So I showed him some things. You know, I give him some references from movies, pictures, things like that. And, you know, from there we'll go. Uh, but again, he's like, listen, uh, I've got what I what I needed in terms of what you can give me. But I also have something in my mind that I want to try. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I've got the green light. Right. And I'll go ahead and, and tell him, yeah, go ahead. Give it to me. So in those cases, I'm very free, man. You know, like I don't um, I don't I don't really necessarily write in the Marvel style where you you know, the Marvel style scripts where they're basically mm -hmm. artists are just getting plot. Right. And they get to create the panels, you know, they'll say, okay, six panels, but what's going on on the page is this, right. And then they get to break up the six panels. I, I, I outline my panels, but I also give them free reign, you know, give it Andrea. Um, and not, you know, this is because I trust him, um, the right to kind of be like, okay, if he see, if he reads it and sees it or interprets it in a certain way where he feels like, oh, it would look better like this. I allow that, you know, I allow him to bring that to the table. And if we can both agree on it and it looks great, which nine times out of 10, it usually is. Um, I allow them to go with that. So, so yeah, man, it's, I allow it to be a very organic experience, a very open experience. Writing for me is a very collaborative experience. So since they are not a part of that in terms of story and, and dialogue, um, you know, when it comes to the art, I, I, I sit back and I listen because that's not my field of expertise. So if there's anything that they feel makes it better and makes the book more dynamic um, and I feel like it still fits in what I wrote, then then, yes, I will allow for that in the art. And yeah, man, organically is, is a very good word um, for for the process. It, it really does happen that way. Like I I, just, I like how you pointed out to, to people that there's a there's a lot that goes into the design of a book like this, because I think a lot of times when people look at books, that come out so so nicely done and they don't they don't realize there's so much behind the scenes process so to know that there's so much collaboration and so much trust in each person and all their different skill sets and factors and that each person has a different different piece in this i i think it's uh it's it's nice and and good to, and important to call that out so that people that are looking at this just don't just don't uh feel like it just all, it just, it just happens. It just happens. Right. It's just <laughs> magic. And, yeah. and for the most part, it does, you know, you walk into your comic book store and it's there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, just like when we pop in a movie, it's done. Uh, yeah. but you know, if, if like, like us, we love film, we sit back and we're like, okay, who, who did the sound editing? You yeah. know, who did the, who did the mixing, who did the visual, who did the colorization, who did all of that? So, you know, we, we know that there's a whole team behind there, but for the most part, it does just happen. Um, that's why I love, coming on podcasts and talking it up because yes, this all came from my mind, but if it wasn't for everybody that I'm talking about, it wouldn't be as good as it is. Right. So mm -hmm. it's just one of those processes where again, it, it takes a village, so to speak. Oh, definitely. I, and one of the, I, I love like, like one of the things that, that you brought out too, is just like how, when you're, when you're looking through it, you have an idea in your head and the, you'll listen to the rest of the team that's like, Oh, Hey, this, this might work a little bit better with the flow of this. And you'll, you'll kind of go back and forth with the idea of it. And, and okay, that makes sense. And right. that, like, like I said, that the, the trust factor in that, uh, and knowing where, where that is going to just tell a better, uh, a better portion of that story and get the same idea out there. Uh, and, Man, I'm just I, I'm looking at a couple of these panels, and just as you were explaining that, I, I was like, oh yeah, now I could see, I could just see that kind of thing in the way that some of these uh, all action sequences flow out so well. No dialogues needed. It just it just it makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> yeah, I would say my my favorite um, sequence in that whole book is <clears throat> the double splash page where Baru is looking for Adia. Oh. Um, and I, you know, when I wrote that, you know, as, as a film guy too, you know, I see it in my head and I'm like, oh, this is very like Nightcrawler-ish, you know, like mm -hmm. bam, bam, you know, he's in and out of these different places. And I was like, but it can't be that on the comic book page because then it's just a cloud of smoke and him popping in and out and mm -hmm. you don't really see exactly what he's doing. And the way that if, you know, if you're looking at it, if, if, 
if you watch what what if you're looking at what what Andrea did, it basically makes this like almost an S on its side, like laying on its side. It's almost yes. like a half infinity symbol. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and if you look at it, it tells the story, right? And it shows you exactly what, what Baru is doing. He goes from the field through the mansion to where she got coffee, to where she was at the day before, to where James was at the at the cancer foundation for their kid. And then boom, he ends up at the venue in the in the greats. But like if you trace your finger and follow those those leaves that he's on, right? Those glow in the dark leaves that allow him to to mm-hmm. kind of teleport from place to place, it makes that shape. And it's it was it was insane to me when I got it in black and whites, how like my wow. eye followed that pattern. And it wasn't intentional. Like literally, Andrea just gave me the page and was like, here, man, tell me what you think. Mm. And it was just so organic and so natural that I was like, there's no way that nobody cannot understand the fact that he is traveling from place to place. Yeah. You know, on these. And it was just so fluent. And and then I, I started to get that feedback too. People were, were 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 coming back, just like you said, Greg, like no dialogue needed. Your artist mm-hmm. tells a story without the words. And I gave him that when I sent him those notes that people were giving me back to, he was like, you know, he sent me like the smiling, crying emoji, you know, like he was like, he was just so happy that people got it, you know? And I was like, I was like, dude, this is going to be great. And, um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's just one of those things where when, when, when it all comes together, it's like the A team, right? I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, yeah. um, you, you just start to, that level of confidence starts to build and build. Um, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I, re- I really got something good here. So, so all around, definitely, man, it doesn't get done overnight. Um, and it does take a village. And, you know, I do love comics for that. And what right now, what is the time frame for the Kickstarter campaign? Um, right now, we are with 17 days left. We are uh, at 4220 with 181 backers. Uh, we're about 82% or 81% funded. Um, so, so we're almost there. I mean, we're knocking on, on funding's door, basically. Um, so, which is cool because usually right around this time, I'm still maybe trending like 72, 75%. And even though that's feasible in 17 days, it's still like you're sweating it, right? You're like, oh man, geez, that's still a little bit to go. Um, so luckily I'm, I'm about 10, 10 to 12% faster, you know, further than I normally am, uh, than I was with the Illusion Witch book one on this one. Um, and I think that's because uh, just comparing backer list, I've had most of my backers from issue one come back and back issue two. And I've spoken to a lot of people who are like, um, hey man, I've got a reminder set. I usually do it on the, you know, towards the end, so on and so forth. So people have their Kickstarter habits. Um, you also have, I also have, uh, about a hundred and almost 90 project followers and I've only converted 40. So that leaves me with about 150 people who are following the project. Um, again, who all have their intricacies and their ways that they back projects. Some of them might, might not back it. Um, usually at the end of a campaign, you have some, some project followers left over and you're left kind of scratching your head, like, what could I, you know, what could I do as a creator to get those people to convert, right? Like what more could have, have I done? Um, unfortunately, Kickstarter doesn't allow you to contact your project followers. So you kind of have to just base it on, you know, your updates and the things that you're showing off um, in terms of the project. So hopefully um, I ended with almost 300 um, backers, uh, 299 to be exact on book one. So I'm hoping that we can either match that or surpass it by, you know, a few. Uh, my goal was to add an, an extra hundred, but, you know, I don't know, man. You never know. You never know. But for the most part, you know, all reactions have been great. Everybody's giving me feedback that's read it, loves it, um, wants more, uh, is very interested on how I take Adia from kind of this person who we don't like so much to a person who you're going to like or, or end up loving. Um, so, so I, I think I've hit all the notes in terms of trying to get people intrigued. It's just Kickstarter is a tricky beast, man. And when you don't have a huge marketing budget, um, you kind of just got to rely on word of mouth and tenacity of posting. So it's, it's one of those things. And look, just as, as we were speaking, a, a person named Greg backed it. Um, I wonder who that could be. No, Greg, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Glad you could. Uh, I'm glad you said you're supporting. 
means a lot. So, so yeah, man, I mean, it just little by little, you know, so that's where we're at right now. Um, we've got a slew of great rewards. I've got four covers on this book. Um, by all kinds of talented artists and, and, and colorists. Uh, we got hoodies and, and shirts and wooden coasters. And uh, we've got this awesome Alex Monic print that she did of a character named Orion that you're going to meet. Um, it's just really badass. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's just great. It's on, it's on, it's on the Kickstarter. Uh, and she actually is creating a, a custom art piece that are, that is only going to be available for these Kickstarter, you know, for Kickstarters. So she created one for the first one of Adia. She created one of Orion in this one. Um, the next one, I kind of just like, you know, start to ask around and be like, who do you want to see? Alex do and, and, and so on and so forth. So I'll, I'll kind of get a beat on who will do on the next one. But for every issue, she will do a piece. And those pieces will only be available through Kickstarter. So, you know, they, they won't, it's not like something you can get on my website or, 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 you know, anywhere else that, that the book might be in the future. Uh, these, these pieces are specifically for the Kickstarter and only for the Kickstarter. That little incentive to get on it early and before it finishes, the campaign is done. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, the more he's talking about it, the more I just want to go back and change some things. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the covers. Um, I do have, you know, uh, I can't say, uh, I won't say who, I can say that the book has been picked up by a publishing company. Um, it's set to release next year in April. Um, with all new covers. So the covers that you're seeing here, we might use one or two of them, but for the most part, things like the neon pen cover in this one, the JC football cover in this one, um, even the uh, Dave Lentz and Kit Wallace cover, those might, you know, those might be, a, that might be a situation where, where you might not see those again. Right. Like for the release, for the store release, um, we might be, you know, we're going to be doing, um, we're probably going to be doing different covers. So, uh, so again, so a lot of this stuff, I don't want to speak in, in complete solid terms, but like, <laughs> you know, some of these variants, they might not see the light of day again. Right. So like even the Stan Yak one that was available in issue one of the three, which is very popular. I've kind of shelved right now because that might see that, that again might see a, a light of day when it comes to the release. Um, uh, nationwide release and oh, global cool. release of the uh, of, of of the series. So so yeah, man. I mean, a lot of good great things happening for the book, um, but a lot of incentives to go to go out and 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 continue to support these kickstarters. Because even though it is getting a release, um, I'm still going to come back with uh, with with kickstarters for issues, you know, for book three, four, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. Um, that again, uh, just because. I've been picked up for publishing doesn't mean that that uh, we can't do unique and special things for the Kickstarters themselves. But let's talk about what people can get when they back the the project. Yeah, what are your rewards that people can look forward to? Um, you know, the different tiers. Yeah. So um, right now, uh, so you can back the book, um, you know, uh, digitally. And physically, so your digital books are are, are just that. You're going to get PDF versions right into your inbox. Um, usually, you know, I, I try to send uh, a little extra something with my digital uh, copies. Uh, in this case, I'm not offering any sort of digital creator bundle like I did with the first one, where you get different creators' books and things like that. Um, everybody was quite busy, and I started to kind of notice that a lot of the people were doing the same thing like a lot of kick a lot of kickstarter campaigns have these digital creator bundles and we all kind of run in the same circles so everybody's kind of like almost getting like you know the same books all the time so i kind of got a um i kind of wanted to step away from that for a moment for this campaign and say let let some new things come out let me meet some new creators um and then on the next one i'll create another awesome super digital bundle um so in this case the digital catch-up and the digital ones are just that um you can also get the issue just the issue physically with none of the extras and incentives um so that's available for you uh, and then once you start getting into uh backing the book with rewards uh you get the exclusive orion the hunter alex monic print uh you're also going to get the Adia. you can also add on the Adia lock 
print that she did there uh, for for the first Kickstarter. Uh, so you can you can actually get your hands on both of those exclusive prints. Uh, you're going to get a Baru trading card, uh, which is kind of in the style of the old Marvel style cards. Um, and you're going to get a Adia Lock trading card. So by this by the end of this, there's going to be a whole set of trading cards that are going to be exclusive to this Kickstarter. And that again, I'm not going to reproduce and and go out there and do. Uh, if I were to do another set of cards, they would be it would be all different art, you know, a different layout. Um, they wouldn't resemble this Marvel kind of kind of style that I'm that I'm kind of emulating or homaging, so to speak. Um, you also get a Kickstarter exclusive sticker uh, that's going to be drawn by Carl Duncan, uh, who is the uh, creator uh, and founder of Dark Gear Universe, a uh, small indie publisher. Um, and he's also an artist. He's, he's got a really cool, funky, futuristic kind of style. And I thought it would be cool to kind of get Baru. Everybody seems to love Baru uh, in his style uh, and, you know, make an exclusive sticker out of that. Uh, and you're also going to get uh, uh, an exclusive bookmark that is going to that is going to have uh, not only is it going to have the illusion which logo on it but on the flip side it will have some tribute art uh that i was able to get from 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 several artists um that i will be uh, kind of doing a post update on kickstarter kind of uh that way so everybody knows who the tributes come from and and so on and so forth um so you're going to get that uh and then we get into the covers We've got uh, Kelvin, the father, uh, who is uh, who is uh, was beautifully done by Neon Pen. It's kind of a cool warrior type of uh, type of pose. He's in the middle of, of the enchanted forest uh, in Sarai. He's being followed by these uh, by these glow by these uh, by these night spiders, so to speak, uh, that are coming after him. Uh, it's a really cool cover. You can see their eyes and stuff like that. Uh, and then we move on to the JC Football cover, which is my answer to the nude cover, right? Like I, I, you know, for me, the nude cover is, is a little too on the nose. Um, I think if you want to see Tata's, you know, there's plenty of places you can see Tata's, um, on the <laughs> internet. Um, and, uh, and I don't feel, and then no knock to it. I think it's awesome. I think some of those covers are, are, are great and they're beautifully done. Uh, but so, you know, it's just too much for me. And in terms of like my characters, uh, you know, I'm weird. Uh, I think of them as real people. Right. So um, it's hard for me to to do that stuff when I've kind of built these characters up. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm like, OK, well, I can allow Adia to be sexy and I can show off her sexuality and who, you know, who, you know, things like that, like who who she attracted to. You know, in this case, Adia Locke is Indian American woman who is beautiful. She's bisexual. She loves women as much as she loves men. Um, you know, so I'm not afraid of that. But to just put her all out to show her goodies, you know, on a cover, eh, I don't know. It's not my bag. So I just felt like eh, I can't do that. But I decided I was like, you know what? Uh, she is sexy. She is, you know, she's she's hot. You know, she is beautiful. That's part of her attributes, right? That's part of who she is. So I wanted to show that off. So JC Football um, was able to create a cover that I find very enticing and, and very, you know, spicy, but at the same time, not just, you know, blatantly nude, right? So she's sitting on a cool throne. Um, she's got a very stringy type of outfit on, um, very, very implied kind of stuff, but also done, the colors were done by, um, by PH, uh, who he just brought the thunder on this. I just think it's great. Um, you've also got, uh, cover D I'm a big fan of, um, of uh, Scotty Young, right? And kind of like those, uh, and Emma Kubert, who kind of have like those playful, funny type of covers uh, with like just a different kind of art style. Uh, so I had uh, Dave Lentz, who's also my letterer and uh, book designer. He also draws. So I was like, dude, can you do something in that vein? Something silly and funny and just kind of very lighthearted. And uh, I gave him the idea right of what I wanted to see and he ran with it and then he got the incomparable Kit Wallace to color it which uh if you guys don't know who Kit Wallace is you need to go ahead and google that um oh. <laughs> but 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 yeah he's 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 just he's a beast um but but yeah and they brought the funny man you know it's it's kind of like it's this little campfire thing and like there's this whole 
I, I kind of show it off in the in the in the pages that I preview. Addy is being ch- chased by a Wervin, uh, which is kind of like a dragon. Um, and uh, I'm not gonna tell you how it ends, but in the end, like this cover kind of plays on that. And uh, Orion is just uh, holding this massive drumstick of a leg and over a fire, and it's it's very funny and playful in a different art style than than the book. Um, you can also get both covers. Uh, you can get uh, you can catch up uh, or not both covers, but you can catch up on both issues. Issues. In terms of rewards, you can get issue one and two. Uh, you get both cover A for that. Uh, you've got the collector's delight where you can collect all four covers. Uh, and if you missed out on book one, you can include book one. That also comes with everything I talked about. Bookmark, Alex Monic print, stickers, all that stuff. Uh, I've got these custom wooden coasters uh, done by my boy, um, by my boy Barry, uh, who he's a woodworker. Uh, and we've got the Illusion Witch kind of etched in there. It looks really cool and funky. Uh, we've got Show and Tell uh, tier where you can get the shirt plus all the all the cool extras and the issue. Uh, same thing with the hoodies. Uh, the I Want It All tier kind of covers all covers, all the incentive, all the little cool knickknacks and rewards you get for backing the book. Plus you get a shirt. Um, and then I've got a Zoom meeting on there uh, just because I get a lot of DMs from a lot of indie creators uh, who are just starting out, uh, who have a lot of questions and uh, always are looking to kind of pick my brain and advice. And, you know, this is a way for uh, for me to not only make myself available, but also get them to you know, become a fan, right? Because it's not so much that you're coming to me for advice. You're coming to me because you see something in my series or see something in the way that I'm doing things that kind of intrigues you and you want to know more. So in this case, I give you kind of like a case study, right? You back the book. uh, Plus you get an hour long session on Zoom with me where you can pick my brain and we can talk about all kinds of things. Um, You know, any questions you might have, uh, pertaining the illusion, which, and my process on that, um, or any questions you might have on the business, uh, or in the process of writing and what I do that might be able to help you grow or help you add to your arsenal. So I thought, you know, I saw it on, I saw the tier on a couple of, uh, on a couple other creators and I was like, you know what, I can, I can do that. So, uh, so I'm offering that as well. Just, I was, as, as Ruben was going through all the different stuff in the tiers, I just kept looking at stuff, man, this is that you, you definitely put a lot of work and a lot of thought into all these different things to make Mm -hmm. it very, very enticing for people to want to back at various different levels, uh, for various different things. And that is, that is amazing and awesome. And just the fact that you pulled so many different folks into all these different things for this book. Uh, wow. That if, if people, people, like you said, if people don't know, they need to go, they need to go look some folks up and, and get on that because that is definitely worth throwing a little, a little extra on those tiers. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm not done too. I mean, uh, I've already made the promise, uh, that if we hit 5k by next Friday, um, I'm going to bypass the first stretch goal and I'm going to make the map of Sarai, uh, which is like kind of like a little world map, uh, of Sarai available to all physical and digital backers. So if we hit 5k by next Friday, um, the, everybody, uh, physical and digital backers will get a map of Sarai, um, which is really, really cool. Um, and it just builds, it gives you another layer of world building. Um, you can kind of look at that and say, oh, okay, I know where Baru and Adia and, you know, and Kelvin and Orion are. I know where they got to get to. Oh, how are they going to get there? How are they going to do that? So on and so forth. So it gives it the world an extra little bit of oomph. Um, and then I've got some vinyl decals for stretch goals. I've got some oh, magnets. Nice. Um, I've got um, an exclusive, another variant cover uh, being done by uh, by Marvel artist Bruno Oliveira, um, mm. who is just he's a beast. He, he did Scarlet Spider. Um, he's done. I mean, again, if you look him up, uh, he did some really great books for Marvel um, and he's just got a really awesome style um, again, uh, a Latino uh, who uh, we've we've become, you know, good friends through Instagram. Um, you know, so, so again, just bringing on another POC, uh, another Hispanic, uh, onto the project. Um, not that he needs me for anything cause his name is well known and he's got Marvel work, but you know, just being able to work with Hispanics on this as well is, is a big deal for me. Um, you know, I just, again, PH is, is, um, is, uh, is, is Brazilian. Uh, and, uh, and Andrea is, uh, 
he's to me Italians are the Hispanic of the uh, uh, the Hispanics of, of the European world besides Spain um you know so it's 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 a family affair um and you know I'm just trying to make it happen man let's talk about what inspired the the project so um so the first one's kind of like a downer right um the the first most the, the thing that inspired it the most was was my mom's passing um when my mom passed away um I kind of retreated inwards, you know, and kind of kind of bottled that pain in and try to dive into my work. And uh, and that didn't work. All right. It, it did for a little bit. But eventually uh, the truth will out, um, as Mr. Weasley will say. Right. Uh, he uh, it, the, the pain itself um, kind of became too much for me to keep locked in. And uh, it affected me. It affected my mental health. Uh, it affected my life. Um you know, I ended up going through a divorce as well towards the, to after my mom passed away. So a lot of things just didn't, weren't working. Right. Um, and, uh, and it took me a while to kind of get back to me. Right. So a lot of it is life experience and things that I, that I went through, um, in terms of how Adia kind of feels and, you know, would react. Um, that that's kind of just stuff that happened with me. Uh, and then, and then there are other things that, you know, then there's other the, the fantastical side of it, of course, you know, um, that that inspired me and say, OK, how do I take this very personal story about somebody who has become distant and cut off and and just has forgotten that you need to love, that you need family, that you need people to care about so that your life means something? How do I take that and make it? engaging right and not just like this one story right like this one note thing um how do i how do i how do i tell that to people right how do i how do i put that in a comic book uh so i was like okay well you know i'm kind of like known for magic you know with the agency and in fairy and all that stuff you know so magic is kind of like my bag so i was like okay i don't want it to be straight up straight up magic you know so like how do i how do i work that out so all of these questions were coming into mind um and i was like okay and I looked at things like Lord of the Rings. I looked at things like old um, 80s movies like Masters of the Universe, The Warrior mm -hmm. and the Sorceress, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, um, you know, The Golden Child, um, you know, all of these uh, type of movies that were kind of just big in scope, but also told a very kind of zoned in personal story. Right. And mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is fish out of water. You know, Masters of the Universe blends in bringing He-Ban onto Earth and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, you got these human characters uh, who go into like this whole underground, underground kind of uh, world that has mystical mysticism in it, uh, so on and so forth. So I was like, OK, um, that's exactly what I want. You know, I want to kind of throw Adia off her off her game, like on Earth, she is, you know, the B I T C H in charge, right? Like she is the <laughs> one who who does it, right? Like she yeah. calls the shots. Everybody's afraid of her. Nobody wants to cross her. Uh, the only one who kind of is her, you know, is her, is her manager, and even he is, uh, you know, very loose. You know, he tells her how it is, but he doesn't step on those eggshells too hard, right? Um, and now she's kind of in this world where, like, hey. Yeah, we get it. You're you're important over there, but here, like you're important for different reasons. And if you don't do these things, we're all gonna suffer. And then in the end, it's gonna be your fault too, right? Because you didn't step up, like you didn't do the things that you needed to do. So you need to kind of get it together. And uh, so so again, it's kind of like a fish out of water where she's thrown into Sarai and she's being told like this is you. And like, we got to get you here so that you can, you know, you're here, but we got to get you here. Right. <laughs> and for you to get here, you kind of got to look into the mirror and say, who the F am I? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what is wrong with me? Right. And why am I, why is it wrong with me? And how can I be better? Right. And it's kind of tough because I put her in a situation where you know, she ran from two of the most important people in her life mm -hmm. when they needed her the most. Right. So how does she mm -hmm. deal with that? You know, how does she how does she come to terms with that? Right. So um, it's it's deep, but it's also, you know, it's, it's also a lot of fun. So that process, it was it was it was tough to juggle because I kind of want to make you feel 
these emotions and these mm-hmm. hard hitting, hitting things. But I also want you to be like, whoa, that's a dragon. And oh my God, like, <laughs> you know, they just, they just teleported from one place to the other. Like I wanted you to do all these, you know, I have all these different emotions. So it's, it's, it's a juggling act. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of the, a lot of the inspirations came from a lot of different places, um, real life and, and, you know, just pop culture and, and entertainment. Honestly, though, sometimes like stories like this that are so personal to the creator and have such a tie to, to something that is so, so real is a story that someone else might be going through themselves. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to, they, they're so compartmentalized and don't know how to get it out there. And then all of a sudden a story like this comes along and it, it clicks and they're like, oh, wow. Okay. This is, I, and then it just opens up different things for them. And that, that right there, man, the, the therapy for you, the therapy for somebody else reading this, this is the thing that people, that, that some people need. And that's great that you got that out there so that you can share this and then someone else can, can also get that experience and also get that, that healing too. I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because that's, that's something that I definitely, um, set out to do. Uh, and as I continue to grow in the comic book industry, uh, God willing, uh, I will become a big advocate for mental health um, because it's just one of those things where I, I, I've been doing this since 2014. And if there has one thing, if there's another thing that has been just as consistent as creating and making comics and making friends is how much I hear my fellow creators going through their own personal journeys, right? Their own personal mm-hmm. mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, whether it's because of trauma or just because of the pressure that this world creates. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, mine, my PTSD and my trauma stems from my mo- watching my mom die. Like, and I don't say that figuratively. I mean, it, like, like, like really, like I was in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So I watched her take her last breath. That is, again, something that I don't think human beings should do, right? Like, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's healthy, but it's a part of life, mm-hmm. right? So those things, um, those things are, are, you know, a part of life. There's no other way to do it, right? And then again, some of those is the pressure that we go through, right? Like, hey, I got to make this happen. I got this dream. I want to do it. My nine to five, my kids, my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever it may be. Life is just piling it on, right? And then at the same time, you got to be a creator. And the pressure and stress is just phenomenal, you know, and extraordinary to the point where you break and it's okay to break, right? So again, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but again, that's just something that I want to shine a light on and continue to be an advocate for. And uh, and the more that I, I can do, I will do, you know, story-wise and in real world applications, I think that's awesome. I think that that is that is that's just just hearing that is is man. I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm glad you're here for that. I'm glad that you are that. Yeah, man. I mean, like honestly, like for same perspective. I mean, like in all the stuff that all my creative projects that I've done have always been uh, not intentionally, but they they have been in the process of while I'm working on it, something has happened. My father passed away, my mom passed away, uh, or I was going through that process of similar to you going through and, and watching them go through all of their treatments and, and, and being there. And it's just, and then having to throw myself into something to, to just cleanse, to, to clear everything because it was the only way to, to, get it out. And right. just, just having, just, just hearing someone else say that is, um, it just, it, it's tremendous. It means volumes, speaks volumes. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough, man. And, and, and believe you me, it even, you know, you say unintentionally believe you, but believe you me, it is intentional. Like anything that you're, you know, when you're going through that, whenever, you know, whether you're creating like, like, like salsa, whether you're creating music or your film, you're, you're, you're creating indie movies or writing comics or writing novels, um, you know, you, you tend to bleed those emotions onto the page so that you can, so you can work it out, you know? So subconsciously it is, it is a very real thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when I set out to, to do the illusion, which, uh, it was, I had a conversation with Bob Sally and I was like, he was like, 
It's like, oh, do something grounded, you know, make it a real person, you know, yeah. not a superhero or a mage or something like that. And I was like, how do I do that? And I was like, the only way I can, you know, and the only thing that I can come up with was like, well, I need to give this person my pain. Like the yeah. things that I went through, I need to give it to them because this is the only thing I know, right? So, and then and then it, it, it evolved and became, you know, this whole process of like, hey, she's got to go through this journey so that she can become the person that Sarai needs to save it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and very much like myself where I was like, you know, when I was going through it, I realized at one point I was like, I have to face these things or I'm never going to become the person that my mom always believed that I could be, right? My mom was like my biggest fan. She was my biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And my biggest regret, other than the fact that she could never hold my son, was that she never got to hold the agency, uh-huh. right? She died right before I was able to get the agency out. Oh, man. So she was never able to see what I was doing. She knew what I was doing. She saw it on, on computers and phones, but she never got to hold it, right? So- you know, one of the things she told me, and it sounds very cliche, right? But she told me, she was like, you just keep working. You keep following your dream and you put everything in it and it is going to become a reality. You are going to make it. And, you know, I just, again, sound very cliche, but I just took that to heart and I said, okay, this is true, right? Like, mm-hmm. For 10 years, I chased music, but I never really chased music. You know, it was more messing around with my friends in the studio, you know, doing stupid, you know, wannabe <laughs> rapper things, right? And <laughs> and, uh, and then I started writing and I, I truly found my calling because then I remembered, man, you know, as a kid, I, I did all these fan fiction, Power Rangers, this, that, Star Wars. Like writing has always been this this constant in my life, even, even as a as a rapper, like I fancied myself like a, a ghost writer. Like I was like, you know, if you need bars, I got you, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll write you bars. Right. Um, so it's like, it's one of those things where writing has always been a staple. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm meant to be a writer. So, you know what, let me get, let me get to doing writer things because I haven't been doing them very loosely. I've been playing at rapper, playing at writer, but I haven't really been doing the job. Right. Mm -hmm. So it became more about like, okay, study my craft, do the, you know, write every day, do the things that writers do. And, and that was because again, I, my mind shifts changed and it was because of that trauma. It's because of those things that I am where I am today. Like I mentioned, I can't say who it is, but I will at the end of the campaign, at the end of the Kickstarter, making that announcement of who picked up the illusion, which, but it's a dream. That was a dream. That was on my vision board. 2021, get, get the illusion, which on a publisher. Nice. And the crazy thing is, is that I wrote the publisher, right? I, I yeah. said who I wanted it to be. And fellas, hand, hand, hand in the air, solemnly swear to tell the truth, right? The publisher who picked it up is the publisher that's on my board. Nice. So, so again, it's one of those things where it's just like the, the tr- I had to grow just like Adia did, do, does. Adia has to grow to save Sarai. If she doesn't, she will die everything that that she knows and everything that Sarai knows will be lost. And and again, the mirror image for me was if I didn't face my trauma, if I didn't start to address my mental health and my physical health, then everything that I knew and and the worlds that I was building were all going to fall apart. So it's it's all a journey, man. So, you know, anything, like I said, anything that I can do for you, Saw, to get that project going, Let's do it. And, and Greg, you continue to put your your pain and your truths and your things, and they will continue to grow, bro. Yeah, I know yeah. they will. Anything else that um, that we have not talked about that you want to make sure we we cover for the Illusion Witch? Oh, no, nah, man. I think we got the Illusion Witch covered. You know, that's that's pretty much, you know, <laughs> bread. the bread's toasted. It's been buttered. We're, you know, we just got to serve it. So everybody get out there and, and, and back it. You've, you've got... Um, what was it that I said? 17 days now? Yeah, 17 days. It's, it's, it's blurring. It's blurring. So, yeah, 17 days. Um, you know, let's make it happen. And, um, and you know, uh, continue to keep your eye out. Um, I don't want to shamelessly plug some things, but I'm going to um, – I'm going to mention in Ferry. That's coming. In Ferry 2 and 3 are coming. That's with me and Casey Bowker. Uh, Rodrigo's killing the art or killed nice. the art on issue 2. I mean, that, that, that series is going to – now that we've got to been able to get some things going, that, that once, once we get that ball rolling with that series, that series is going to knock your socks off as well. Um, 
and uh and yeah man i mean i got the agency number seven coming uh probably august september uh so that's gonna be fun sly is working on that art as well that world is just a ton of fun to work in and uh and yeah man uh just 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 grinding it out man got a lot of things going for 2022 uh like i mentioned at the end of the kickstarter campaign uh, i will announce who the publisher uh is that picked up the illusion witch and uh and, uh, and, and let you guys know any, any, any more details on that, that I can at the time. And, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, that's about it. And remember, if you can't back it financially, at least share it. I think yeah. that's the best thing to do. If you can back it, maybe your friend can back it. Maybe your family member can back it. Anybody, yeah. anybody that you think that, that might, you know, be able to, to enjoy this particular project, then they'll share it. And then the, whoever, they share it too. We'll share it. And, you know, and it gets around and that's spread. the best way to, to help a project. If you're not able to do it financially. Yeah. Spread that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell people all the time, man, it's more important, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, the money's good. It gets you to the goal, but word of mouth is a big deal. And every time you hit that share button and you say something like, Hey, Ruben's a great creator. Ruben's a great guy. Or, you know, this is a fun project or like, this looks really cool. You should take a look at it. Um, those are, those are invaluable. That is, you know, that's basically Facebook marketing without having to pay for the ad. And <laughs> right. that is, and that, and that helps immeasurably, man, because like I said, you know, not all creators got the budget to go out there and put, you know, hundreds of dollars into not only creating their book or thousands of dollars in creating their book, but thousands of dollars into marketing their book as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that, that kind of stuff is invaluable to us, man. So yes, please hit that share button. Ruben, it has been a pleasure having you back on the show. Like, yeah. like always. Yes. Uh, I love the way that you're able to express yourself and, and actually um, converse and, and talk about what you're, what you're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I, I love being on you guys. Uh, you guys give me great energy and, and the support that you guys uh, give not only to me, but to Casey um, and to all indie creators, man. Um, you know, that that's immeasurable, man. So, uh, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the force that, you know, it brought us together and, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to continue this relationship far, far into the future. Well, I, yeah. well, I hope to keep bringing you back on. Like I said, we still need to bring you on for the rest of the screen reviews. Yes. And I uh, want to be on this one next time. Oh my gosh. I missed <laughs> out. I missed out. I was, I, I was missed bummed. out on one and two. I know. Come back I for three bummed. and four. Three I will. and four, they're, they're my, you know, three, three and four are probably, you know, there's some of my favorites in the franchise, man. I, I do love three and four. A they're lot. Good. So they're I got good. a lot of things. We, we got a lot of t- to talk about when it comes to Scream 3 and 4. Oh, heck yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and leave it there, guys. Um, once again, remember, you can catch us here on NerdsFTC.com. But remember, we're also on the Spoilerverse. The Spoilerverse is where you can find about, what did we say last time, Greg? About 30 different uh, podcasts. To, it could, depends on the day, the month, the year. <laughs> it goes up. But it could be, it could be 20 to 30 podcasts uh, and, 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 and rotating uh, guests of, of every, every type from indie to your favorite uh, big two creators and TV shows and movies. So it's, it's, it's a insane amount of folks on there. So you should check it out. And yeah. So remember to subscribe, remember to keep in contact with us. Let us know what you're, what you're liking. Let us know what you want to hear, what, what you want us to do, what you want us to review, because we're going to be getting some reviews out here shortly. We're going to be bringing mm-hmm. back more uh, friends of the podcast to not only review movies, but also talk about their, their upcoming projects. So keep in touch and let us know what you, what you haven't been enjoying. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys next time here on Nerd from the Crypt. Go bump in the night, chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright, thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the nerds from the crypt podcast.